another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. Recording here on Wednesday, May 10th. My name is Eli Herskovich. My co-host is Mo Noir. You could follow him on Twitter at Mo Noir. You could follow The Lines on Twitter at The Lines US. Breaking down Red Sox at Braves and a few pitchers of note too for Wednesday's slate. But Mo, first and foremost, how did the Tuesday night slate treat you? It's good. Um, only a small winner. Uh, had a little more on the Astros, and mostly it was fun because I got to watch Framber Valdez. So, uh, man, he was masterful in destroying the Angels. Yeah, Shohei Otani didn't get the best of that start like someone on Twitter thought. But on to tonight's slate here. Jared Schuster potentially getting to start for Atlanta, or it'll be a bullpen game against the Red Sox and Atlanta has the second best record in all of baseball behind the Rays at 25 and 11 Boston in fourth place in the AL East at 21 and 16 the Braves are minus 160 on the money line and Boston is plus 135 to win the game outright see so about a hundred dollars you win 135 dollars just for some context for any new betters out there Schuster if it is Schuster starting for Atlanta, eight earned runs on 12 hits and nine walks in just under nine innings pitched in the majors in his short and brief career against Brian Bayo as a 5-7-1 ERA and a 5-3-4 FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, what the pitcher can't control, fly balls, walks, strikeouts, home runs, and hit by pitches. So he's pitched pretty much to expectation Mo, are you going to go with the unnamed starter for Atlanta or back the Red Sox to bounce back after a couple straight losses? Not fun to fade the Braves, but I am going with the Red Sox here. Um, Yeah, Brian Bayo, man, he's had a weird run of it for sure. Uh, A guy who came out and just got absolutely shredded last year. But it seemed to be mostly bad luck, and then he did reverse it and was pitching quite well uh, the second half of the season. He had good results, good numbers, good everything pretty much. So uh, I was like, I believed in Bayo coming into this season, and so did a lot of people. And then it started out the same way as last year so far. He's been kind of getting pounded. Uh, 385 Babip, though, and two home runs per nine, which is like... Okay, some pitchers are going to be predisposed to giving up some homers, but I think a guy with a, I think it's like a 56% career ground ball, I don't think he's going to be giving up a ton of homers. So uh, <clears throat> pretty confident both of those are going to come down, and the ERA estimators are definitely confident those are going to come down. Uh, they have him below a 4 ERA. Uh, his peripheral swinging strike, that type of thing, they look fine. I mean, not great, but roughly average so I think he's roughly an average pitcher and uh, we don't know what the Braves are going to do yet there was reports that Jared Schuster would be pitching there was also reports that it would be a bullpen game I think I hope for the sake of my bet that it's Schuster he doesn't look very good so far Um, he hasn't gotten much traction at the major league level although he's been Mostly pretty good in the minors before this season, but really struggling with walks uh, in the minors and really struggling with walks in the majors as well. Uh, limited a sample, obviously. I think he's only had two starts, but 
nine walks and five strikeouts so far, not getting any chases, not getting any whiffs. Um, so not a guy who I think we can be certain is a major league starter at this point. If the Braves go to a bullpen game, this wouldn't have much value, I wouldn't think. Um, right now, I think you just can ha- you can bet this with without pitchers listed. Uh, but yeah, bullpen games do tend to kind of be underpriced, undervalued. So, especially with the Braves having such a good bullpen. That being said, even good bullpens usually the long men are just going to be you know quad A type of guys. So uh, still probably okay in that case. And Mo mentioned how it's not fun to fade Atlanta, maybe when they have their best starter, one of them on the mound, Max Freed, just placed on the injured list. But Spencer Strider is the favorite, or at least a co-favorite at other shops with Zach Allen of the D-backs to win the NL Cy Young. And then Ronald Acuna Jr., the favorite at around plus 220 now to win NL MVP. So just a couple of futures markets of note there. Now on to some other starters for the Wednesday card mode, Justin Steele taking on the Cardinals. Cubs trying to avoid the sweep against St. Louis. And some money came in on the Cardinals as of this morning, up to as high as minus 120 on the money line with Jordan Montgomery, the southpaw, going for St. Louis. But back to Steele, a 1.45 ERA and a 3.16 FIP. I mentioned that metric when it came to Bayo and then other starters. To keep in mind, Mitch Keller for the Pirates against the Rockies and Pablo Lopez for the Twins against the Padres. So what do you want to get to with these three pitchers? So it was actually Brad Keller, uh, but yeah, I'll get started with Steele. Something Keller. Something. One of the Kellers. Something (laughs) called Keller. Uh, Justin Steele, man, he's been kind of... Mascot is the wrong word, but he's like a... He's like the superstar of the the MLB uh, Discord channel on our uh, on the lines Discord man. Uh, I think nobody has won the Discord more units than Justin Steele so far. He was he's been he's been great. I mean, it's just interesting to see a pitcher like so, you know, focused on two pitchers, fastball, slider, and that's not really supposed to usually work. Uh, it can work if both of the pitchers both of the pitches are missing bats. Which, like, you see Spencer Strider throwing 99 and then his slider. Okay, you can understand why he's missing bats with both of these pitchers. Well, Justin Steele, he's throwing 91-mile-per-hour fastballs. So it's working for him. I don't know how much it can keep working for him, but this is a big test against a Cardinals lineup that has really crushed lefties dating back to last year. So, uh, yeah, interested to see if he can keep it keep it rolling there. And then... Just I've talked about Brad Keller before. He completely switched up his pitch mix this year, throwing curveballs, throwing cutters, ditching some of his other stuff like fastball, uh, the four-seamer. It's not working for him. I don't know if he's going to switch back or if like he's going to keep this up and see if he can figure it out. The walks have been outrageous. That being said, the White Sox don't walk very often. They're pretty swing-happy, so it might be a decent matchup for him. Uh, yeah, interested to see where his talent level settles. I think he's worse than he was the last couple of years, but it's hard to say for sure this early. And then last picture I want to mention, still keeping an eye on Pablo Lopez. I have to say, bad for your Joe Ryan bet, but man, he is definitely on that level of like 
fringe Cy Young contention, I think. He has pitched that well so far. Uh, but I feel like Gray is more of the threat. And and listen, Lopez could certainly climb back into the race and ahead of both of them. It's only we're only a month into the season. But I would still say Gray is probably a little bit more of the contender of the two against Ryan now. So Gray has been awesome for sure and piling up strikeouts. I think he had like an eleven strikeout game. Uh I have Pablo projected like a half run better than Gray right now. And I have Gray projected like solid above average, but Pablo is pitching so, so well. He's hitting like 11 strikeouts per nine. The sweeper is just crushing it for him. Interesting matchup here against the Padres with some really strong lefties like Soto, uh, even Cronenworth solid, um, Carpenter. Because the sweeper has been a pitch, I did read an article on Fangraphs a couple weeks ago, outlining how the platoon splits are so big for the sweeper. It's not a pitch you really want to throw to opposite-handed batters in most cases. What's interesting about Pablo is, from what I can recall, I don't believe he's had a platoon split in his career. So if maybe his talent level is higher now against right-handed batters but lower against left-handed batters, we could see how that ends up working out for him. It's hard to say right now. And one more thing to note here before we get to what we saw from Tuesday. And remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell if you haven't just yet. Also, if you want a shot to break down tonight's games even further, head over to play.thelines.com for your chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card in our MLB Pick'em contest. But I got mixed up on the Brad Keller, Mitch Keller pitching notes there but Mitch Keller has well technically that was my fault I should have told you which Keller we were talking about here well I'll also take it out because Mitch Keller pitched on Monday but he did have nine innings he did throw nine innings against the Rockies so a complete game eight strikeouts four hits no earned runs just one walk and he's been one of the better starters in the majors so I'm at least in terms of traditional metrics so we'll Maybe break down Mitch Keller on another podcast. But on the negative side of starting pitchers so far, Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. We brought up Cardinals-Cubs when we were talking about Steele and Montgomery. And Flaherty had some interesting post-game comments following another rough start. Only gave up, I believe, three earned runs in five innings. But if you look at St. Louis, and by the way, the Cardinals back down to plus 350 to win the NL Central after racking up three straight wins, two of them coming against the Cubs, so they've at least won this series. Third series win, and we're already a week or so into May, so not a great start, obviously, for the Cardinals and eight games back in the division, but they were as high as plus 550 on Monday. But back to Flaherty, when we break down starting pitchers on previous podcasts and really every show we do, Mo. Velocity comes into play at some point. And Flaherty, and by the way, Marmol, the Cardinals manager, has noted that they've had concerns. And I think one of the starts was last night. Maybe I'm incorrect there, but I think they checked on Flaherty just because his velocity dipped a point or so in between that outing against the Cubs. But regardless, Flaherty had this to say after the game. In terms of a quote, I'm just pulling it up here. The next time somebody wants to mention the velocity on my fastball, 
I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to play with the velocity of my fastball based on what the game calls for. I can get outs. If I need to get outs at 95, I'm going to play with it. And goes on to say that is 87 mile per hour fastball. If he throws, that is just fine. And Flaherty has a 6-1-8 ERA and a 5-6-8 FIP. So I don't know if the numbers necessarily agree with his Tuesday postgame comments, Mo. Yeah, this one, I feel bad. I don't want to pile on to Flaherty too much because it's been a tough go for him. I mean, the guy was looking like a future star, and I mean, now he's just washed. Like, it's sad to see after these injuries. He's just not the same guy. I would also say he's right that it doesn't look like fastball velocity is like the main driver of his issues or anything like that. I mean, he's throwing 93 and that's about where he was when he was near his peak. I mean, a tick down from some of these seasons, but he's had very strong seasons like 2018 at at the same velocity. So I think his issues are more based around probably his command what what has happened to his command from the injuries and now he just seems like he can't get lefties out which is obviously a huge problem he's not getting chases he's not getting um <clears throat> like his stuff in the zone still plays but it, batters aren't chasing out of the zone against him and and when you're breaking stuff can't get lefties out it's obviously a major issue he's got a lot of issues i don't know if fastball velocity is in the top few of them but, yeah, it's sad to see when a guy with this much talent just gets wrecked by injuries. And I, I have to say that he's a guy that even though the projections, some of them still are believing in him, I'm just not there at all. And I don't think he's probably ever going to be close to the same guy. Mo is just too nice of a guy, even though he's a professional athlete. Won't go as far as calling him out, but I have no problem with it Ed. Going back to the Cardinals features thing, we brought this up on our Monday podcast with Dan Zimborski of Fangraph. So speaking of where we get a lot of our peripherals from, probably the best time to buy was Monday, like we touched on on St. Louis. And that's not to say that just because the Cardinals have won three games in a row, they're going to steam through the rest of May and easily make up their terrible start to the season. But If you look at one-run games, for instance, I know they're starting pitching ranks below average in war, I believe, but one in six in one-run games, so that maybe shows that at least during this recent stretch, three-game stretch, small sample size, but positive variance starting to swing their way, and we've seen that with the bats, too. Paul DeYoung has been very good for St. Louis, a very underrated piece in this lineup, at least since he's been called back up since the middle of April. So goes to show you how interested I am in the Cardinals. Mo and I have talked about them pretty much on every single Beat the Closing Number podcast. But that's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by thelines.com. Mo, do you know if the Thursday schedule warrants a show for tomorrow in terms of if there are any notable night games? There are a few night games for sure. I did look at the schedule. There are some games. Only a few, but non-zero chance we'll have some wagers. All right. I like the sound of that. So we'll be back most likely for Thursday's edition of Beat the Closing Number. For Mo, for myself, at Eli Herskovich on Twitter. Mo is at at Mo Noir. Follow the lines on Twitter at the Lines US. 
Thanks for watching and listening. Be sure to check out more of Mo's wagers in the Lions Discord channel over at thelines.com. So long, everybody.